as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710KURV. This is an encore presentation of the 956 Drive Home on News Talk 710KURV and KURV.com. Here's Zach. Over to you to introduce our next guest. Thank you very much, uh, Dow County voters. This Saturday, said yes overwhelmingly to a $195 million bond issue uh, to fund projects, 26 drainage improvement projects that will be done through the Hidalgo County Drainage District Number 1, which encompasses, I think, most of Hidalgo County. Uh, Raul Cessin is the longtime, um, and he's a licensed engineer, longtime head of uh, the Drainage District. Thanks for being with us. Uh, number one, were you surprised uh, at, at um, how overwhelmingly it passed? Uh, good afternoon. Thank you yes, for sir. having me. Uh, yes, not really surprised. I think uh, you know a lot of people uh, look at the importance of drainage and some of the challenges that we we face here in in our area because of our urbanization and also the flatness of our area. So, yeah. um, I think uh, you know overwhelmingly sixty six percent. It's it's a vote in the right direction yeah. to know that we need to continue these projects to make sure that we mitigate. Uh, those issues that we've experienced in the past. But before we get to what you're going to do with the money, uh, how it's going to be uh, parceled out, explain to people, if, if you can, when you say how flat it is. We call it the Rio Grande Valley, but it's not a valley. It's a delta, right? It's a it's flat. That is that is correct. It is a delta. It is flat. Um, you know, we do have uh, the western part of our county has a pretty good little drop. Um, and, and as it makes its way through the system all the way through Edinburgh, uh, from from the western part of our county line uh, to Edinburgh, it's about approximately a couple, 200 foot, 250 foot drop. Wow. Uh, but then when it gets to Edinburgh and it goes east, it's an 80 foot drop to the Laguna Madre. So you're looking about a one foot per mile drop. Yeah. Uh, when you're going east, and, and, and it's, it's a challenge to move water through the system. So. Uh, that's why we yeah. develop these projects that uh, uh, propose these projects to widen existing systems, create region attention facilities um, to manage that water. And then that's why we also uh, encourage the cities to develop these detention facilities uh, to uh, manage the drainage yeah. water from the cities. And, and, and as uh, the storm passes, they can uh, uh better enter our yeah. system. Don't leave it up to uh, the county drainage system. Drainage district number one, Raul Sassin, uh, has uh, almost 30 years experience, uh, engineering experience here in South Texas, and he is the head of the Adelaide County Drainage District number one. Zach Cantu. Um, it, is it true that we're below sea level? And if so, what, how does that dynamic, uh, what, what challenges does that create for us? Where do we put all the water in that situation? No, no, we're not below sea level. Sea level, uh, you know, it's at the Laguna Madre. That's with the elevation zero. Our area here in the western part of Hidalgo, it's about elevation 150 to 270, depending where you measure. 
Uh, and then the central part of the county is an elevation around 80, 70, which is, you know, McAllen is about 100, which is above sea level. And then the eastern part of our county is about elevation 50 to 60, depending where you measure. So we're, you know, we're, we're not under sea level. We are about 50 all the way up to 250 feet above sea level. Uh, but even, you know, that, that amount of drop is not sufficient to move water okay. efficiently. So I'll so be honest. It doesn't sound like a lot. Other type of system to manage. No, it, it's not. It, it doesn't sound like we're that high up to be covered. And there's two different, Correct. Uh, as yeah. I understand it, uh, if people remember where the, uh, the railroad track is along old Highway 83, that in turns out is a high, uh, check me if I'm wrong, it's a high point. Everything south of that will drain toward the river. Everything north or whatever of that drains north and east and through El Cachelsa a lot of the time. So you have two different... But the closer you get to the coast, it's like super flat, and uh, it needs help. All this, all this stuff needs help from from us, right? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, there there is. If you draw an imaginary line, actually, it's a little bit north of four ninety five. Okay. Uh, there is a natural ridge that runs north of four ninety five, uh, and and if you were to draw that imaginary line all the way east to the county line, any water that falls about a half a mile north of four ninety five. Um, runs north anything uh falls south of that imaginary line runs south and and that runs actually into the IWC floodway oh. system well i'm wrong uh, all over so i'm glad I'd, i'm glad you got me straight it, it's very interesting because when you look at in the city of hidalgo and those areas you would think the water would flow the river but actually those drains flow north into the IWC floodway wow our south lateral our south floodway channel actually flows east and then north into the Abadusi floodway. So a lot of the water in Las Milpas area, the southern part of the far, uh, goes into that system that eventually flows okay. into the floodway. So, uh, yes, sir, that's that's pretty much the makeup of our system and how it works. So uh, when when does the money, when, when do you sell the bonds, the money will then hit your, I guess, go into your account uh, at the county and you'll start doing what what's first? Yes, once the, the commissioner's court canvasses the election, then we'll go uh, get with our financial advisors and start looking at the market, looking at the selling of the bonds. Uh, we most likely will probably uh, approve a resolution that, that allows us to use our general fund, mon fund money to start uh, getting engineers on board of those projects that we're not gonna design in-house and uh, we'll reimburse ourselves back once the bond is sold so we can start expediting the development of these projects and our hope is to try to get to construction on some of these by the end of the year or the beginning of the next year. As I mentioned uh, previously, that uh, the advantage we have here is that we own a lot of the right-of-way uh, of these proposed projects, so that helps uh -huh. tremendously in getting these projects to construction. You you guys are, am I right, the, the county or the drainage district is constantly buying right-of-way? Uh, right now, from 2018, we still have projects that we're buying right away from. That is correct. You know, everybody, uh, when it comes to taxes, don't and the land taxes. They they want their values to be very low, but when it comes to selling land, they want <laughs> New York City pricing. Well, you're educated. So, you, know, you know how that works. <laughs> those, yes, sir. Those are the challenges that we run into. We understand that. You know, we understand uh, property rights, and we respect that very much. Uh, but those are the, some of the things that we run into, and, and we, uh, you know, we try to work through it. And, and unfortunately, in some cases, when we're not able to, we have to go to condemnation yeah. proceedings, and that just 
it takes longer to get that project going. Uh, how much? Here's a random question. How much? What would the, what would the? How much money do you need to get the county drained as you and your fellow engineers would love to have it prepared? A billion dollars? Oh, that's a great question. So what we looked at for the for the drainage system for our facilities that we manage and uh, what we currently have uh, throughout uh, uh, our area about two billion dollars is what we would estimate, um, including our drain wheel drain that we're looking at, at developing and we're still developing and creating as a third outfall for our area. Um, that's not including some of the city facilities that, that, yeah. that would have to be improved as well, but just for our system alone, over two billion. Good Lord. And that's, again, so people in McAllen, Ed Couch Elsa, La Villa, they would have to spend money themselves to be able to, to dump into the county drainage system. And, and that, and yeah, because we, we don't have, yes, yeah, sir, I don't have those numbers from yeah. them as far as what they need, what they're developing, but that's what our estimate would be uh, based on the mileage uh, that we currently uh, have in our system. Um when, yes. when do we get to see the guys at work? <laughs> um, you can go out there now, and there's a lot of <laughs> out there. We're working. So our plan for this 2023 is, as I mentioned, to get something going at the at the end of the year, uh, beginning of the year. So as I mentioned, some of these projects we, are, we do have already in-house information, and we're developing uh, some of those in-house. Um, but we are going to be outsourcing a lot of work as well. How long is this project supposed to take? So these projects, um, we believe this pro program is uh, probably four to five years we, we anticipate uh, from start to finish, or at least getting to the, the, the construction phase, maybe in the fourth or fifth year of the last project. That's the, uh, uh, the plan that we have uh, in, in okay. going forward with this bond project. All right, Mr. Sassine, thank you very much for your time and, and a patient explanation. And you will hear from us again uh, about this because I'm we're very interested in drainage. Thank you very much, Raul Sassine with the Hidalgo County Drainage District. Number one, you're listening to the 956 Drive Home here on 710 KORV. You're listening to an encore presentation of the 956 Drive Home on News Talk 710 KURV and KURV.com. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. This is an encore presentation of the 956 Drive Home on News Talk 710 KURV and KURV.com. Here's Zach. It's Mental Health Month as deemed so by Region 1. And joining us on 710 KURV to talk about this in particular is Yovan Salinas. Director of Region 1 Counseling and Mental Health, who joins us now. Um, for those who don't know, uh, what is Region 1? Let's start off with that. Okay, yeah. So, hello, everybody. Um, thank you for having me on. 
So Region 1 is our education service center um, here in our region. We service over 50 school districts. The state of Texas is broken up into regions. Um, There's a total of 20 regions, and we're Region 1. Okay. And uh, so the Region 1 got together, and they uh, deemed this month Mental Health Month, correct? Um, actually, no. So Mental Health America, I don't know if you're familiar with that entity, but um, if you go to mentalhealthamerica.com, um, they're an organization. And so, um, yeah, so the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so they have a whole list of, of ideas and tools that anyone um, can utilize in order to spread that awareness in the month of May. Awesome. There's been a lot of talk about mental health recently. And what has Region 1 been doing to prepare for this month? Yeah, so we've been doing a lot, actually. We um, have lit up green, so that's one of the initiatives that Mental Health America is promoting, is that, you know, organizations light up their facilities green, so um, our buildings and grounds went ahead and covered all of our uh, interior lights and exterior lights with a green um, film, so that at nighttime, the whole building is lit up the color green. We also have um, mental health uh, awareness activities this entire week um, that we promoted to our um, all of our school districts as well as our staff there at Region 1. So, for example, we dedicated Monday to sit down and write, you know, just quickly write, journal um, a, little, a little bit about what you're feeling, what you're going through. Um, we also had another day where we dedicated it to going outdoors and just, you know, enjoying um, the outside, you know, the plants, the sun, the trees, just everything in nature because, you know, that also promotes um, mental health um, improvement. Um, today we wore the color green and, you know, we all gathered together just to um, uh, take a photo and just remind each other about the purpose of, of wearing the color green and, and that is to show, you know, that we're promoting this mental health awareness and, um pushing the movement to just end the stigma around it and just have more conversations about it. Um, today we hosted a conference for parents um, through the Gira Pathways to the Future grant. So all of the parents um, of students that are in that grant were invited to join us today for a whole conference um, dedicated to mental health awareness. It was in partnership with South Texas Health Systems. So we had a variety of topics for them just to equip them with tools and resources to to be able to help their, their children at home. Um, at the end of the month, we're partnering once again with South Texas Health Systems, with our Hidalgo County Judge, um, with the FAR, uh, the P, what is it, the FAR PD Health Unit, and we're going to have a panel discussion, and we're going to discuss um, what, what we're doing, you know, uh, for um, addressing mental health in our community. So we have that coming up May 24th. Yovan Salinas is the director of Region 1 Counseling and Mental Health. She's our guest on your 956 Drive Home. May is Mental Health Month, and you had mentioned there are some stigmas around mental health. What is it about the burdens that we carry that that stops us from reaching out and and asking for help? Yeah, so oftentimes, especially in our culture, you know, predominantly we're of the Hispanic culture down here in our area, and so we're pretty much raised and taught that you know, we keep those private conversations at home. What we go through, we go through at home, and, and we're not, you know, to talk about these things and, and these feelings and emotions that arise through situations that we face, um, traumatic experiences that we have. And so um, 
that's where this whole removing the stigma, like, let's talk about it. What is it that you're feeling? Um, sharing experiences and, and realizing and understanding that you're not alone and you're not the only one facing those situations and emotions and you can learn from one another. Um, you know, so, so that's basically what it is and just having those conversations and knowing there's resources for you so that you don't end up at a point where you just feel so hopeless and like there's nothing left for you. So that's what it is. What, what are the differences between the, the mental burdens of people that are younger, students, the, the ones that uh, you all teach, and uh, adults? And what are some of the solutions and, and directions that we can move towards for better, for better mental health? Um, in all honesty, I feel like whether you're an adult or a youth, um, we pretty much face a lot of the same feelings, um, the different traumas that, that we come across. And so I feel like just overall in general, um, having those social connections in your life, um, making sure that you have, whether it's friends, family, or an organization, whether it's a gym, a yoga studio, um, an after-school program that you're just a part of and that you have a connection with so that when you do come across a situation where you're feeling a little hopeless or helpless, um, you have that person to turn to and open up to. Um, so that's one thing, um, uh, one, one thing that I think is important, whether you're an adult or a youth, um, to have. Another thing is just stepping outside. You know, we, we're so attached to our devices, so we tend to be cooped up inside most of the time and looking at a screen with all that blue light is not really the best for, for our brains. And so just stepping outside, whether it's 20 minutes a day and just taking a brisk walk or taking in the sunlight because that sunlight is, it provides that vitamin D, helps to uh, increase your mood and um, decrease those feelings of depression and anxiety. So pretty much what I would say when it comes to whether it's an adult or a youth facing any sort of issues. Um, both of those things are very important for both of them to get through it. We're joined by Yovan Salinas, Director of Region 1 Counseling and Mental Health, our guest on your 956 Drive Home. And for people that are younger or people that are older that may be listening and need um, some assistance with their mental health, uh, what are some resources that they can go to? Yeah, so... Thankfully, there are a whole bunch, um, whether it's on Facebook, you just get on the internet and do a quick search, but 988 is that go-to crisis hotline. So it's, it's kind of like 911, right? You have an um, emergency medical situation or whatever the case may be. Well, we have 988 um, available for us whenever we're in a mental health crisis or we're just having these dark thoughts that we're not quite understanding. You dial that number and they will get you connected um, with a local agency as well if it's, it's something needing uh, attention. We have our South Texas Health System's Behavioral Health Hospital. We have DHR Behavioral Health Hospital. We have Tropical. Um, I know on Region 1, we have our Facebook, we have our Twitter, our website, and we're constantly putting up um, these resources on the counseling page, on the main page. Um, so there, there's a lot out there. Mental Health America. Um, you have NAMI. NAMI is another agency that if you Google NAMI uh, or a variety of resources and tools will pop up there as well. Where can we go to find more information about what uh, activities y'all have for Region 1 uh, this week for this uh, Mental Health Awareness Week? Yeah, so go to our Twitter, our, our Region 1 Twitter. Um, we also have our Facebook. 
everything that's happening this week is promoted through there uh, on a daily basis or weekly basis as as it's coming up. So definitely um, add that to your page on Twitter, add it to your page on Facebook. That way you can stay in, in the know with what we have coming up. Hey, I want to thank you very much for the time that you spent with us here today. That's Yovan Salinas, Director of Region 1 Counseling and Mental Health, joining us on News Talk 710 KURV, your 956 Drive Home. You're listening to an encore presentation of the 956 Drive Home on News Talk 710 KURV and KURV.com. News Talk 710 KURV. When news breaks, we break in. Breaking news. Stay alert and listen to the weather forecast. We need to be aware and alert to what's going on. Breaking news means it's happening now. We mean now. Breaking news underway right now. Breaking news on News Talk 710 KURV means we're bringing you the news as it happens. We have an active shooter, multiple gunshot victims. In this particular instance, we are in receipt of information. When news breaks, we'll break in. Count on News Talk 710 KURV. This is an encore presentation of the 956 Drive Home on News Talk 710 KURV and KURV.com. Here's Zach. Joining us right now on your 956 Drive Home, uh, this past weekend storm really hit us hard a lot of different places and uh, our furry friends at the Palm Valley Animal Society were no exception to this. Joining us right now to talk about that, Audrey Gonzalez with Palm Valley Animal Society. Um, so what uh, what exactly happened over the weekend? Hey Zach, thanks for having us on the show. So uh, we did receive quite a bit of damages, um, about I would say $30,000 of damage. And we really are asking for our community's help right now. Uh, we did have a couple of dog kennels that were damaged. Um, some of our windows are shattered as well. So there's quite a bit of damage on our property right now. That sounds pretty heavy. How, how many mm-hmm. pets do you all manage? So at our Trenton location, we have about six to 700. And, uh, but in total, we have about 1,200. So that's a lot of pets that we have to keep nice and comfy daily and that's not including the pets that we get in daily every single day so you all had shattered windows some of the 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 dog kennels broke so what's happening right now how are you all able to manage that so we are asking for donations um if you wish to donate any uh, kennels or monetary donations anything right now really helps and the way you can do that is either Come uh, to our shelter, whether it's our Andrews location, our Trenton location. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook page. And anything that you donate, all of that goes towards our shelter animals. And, uh, yeah, we just we really need our lifesavers right now. We want to keep our animals nice and comfy and in a safe area. Joining us on 710 KURV is Audrey Gonzalez with Palm Valley Animal Society. Davis Rankin, your question. Do you, is there any difference in um, the conditions between uh, dogs and cats now? Uh, as far as what? Um, well, in, in terms of crowdedness, and um, I would think it'd be easier oh, to jam so- a bunch of cats together than it would be a bunch of dogs. Oh, of course. Yeah, we definitely have them separated. Uh, we do have our cats that are altered and our cats that are unaltered separated, of course. Uh, and for our dogs, same thing. Um, 
We like to keep them separated, obviously, because, you know, cats are more comfortable with their own and dogs are more comfortable among dogs. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically the conditions that they are in. From the, after, after everything that happened with the storm and for the people that are just joining us, we're, we're joined by Audrey Gonzalez with the Palm Valley Animal Society. They had some uh, pretty heavy damage at the Trenton facility. And they managed a lot of pets, and there were broken kennels and shattered windows and lots of damage to the building, and they're asking for your help right now. Uh, as, far as, the, as far as the pets go, so how are, how are y'all managing the, the pets right now? How are the pets doing? They're doing okay. Um, we have them all in the same area right now, especially the ones that had their kennels damaged. Luckily, it wasn't too many kennels that were damaged. Uh, but, you know, we do need those replaced. Uh, it's very rare that we have um, a spare kennel available, especially because, you know, a lot are coming in daily. And the adoption rate versus the intake, it just does not equal out. So we really right. do need those kennels to be replaced so that way we can get more animals saved. What are some ways we can help alleviate your pet population from the facility? How can we help adopt and, and foster those? So um, for adopting, it's very simple. You just have to be 18 years of age, have a valid ID. Um, you can come into our facility, see all of the animals we have available. And when you do adopt, it, you're saving about three to $400. So it's quite a big savings that you have there. We also microchip them. They come with all of their vaccines. Um, they also come with their flea and tick treatments for two months. So you're getting a lot when you're adopting. And if adoption is not something you can do, Fostering is another option. Um, there's a lot of people that do like to foster, which is wonderful because that opens up kennels for, you know, for us to intake any more strays that are out there. And for fostering, it's the same thing. You can foster for just a day if you'd like for our tails around town. You can foster for the weekend if you want to do a slumber party and have a sleepover. And you can even foster mm -hmm. from two months, eight months, maybe a couple years. Maybe you'll fall in love with your foster and end up adopting. What about, um, do y'all need volunteers, warm bodies to help out? Yes, we are asking for volunteers. Um, you just have to be 16 years of age or older. Uh, if you're 12 or younger, you can come in with your parents. They can help us out as well, especially right now, so we can pick up any of the debris that is left over from the storm over at our Trenton Center. And if you wish to volunteer with us, uh, you can come into our facility, uh, talk to our front desk about it, or you can email us at volunteer at pbastx.org. I have a, I have about a, go, go ahead, Davey. Uh, actually, let me reintroduce our guest. Uh, Audrey Gonzalez is with the Palm Valley Animal Society. They are sounding the alarm. They could really use the help, not only with adoptions and fostering, but they could use some donations and warm bodies to help with the debris and help repair Palm Valley Animal Society's Trenton location. Uh, and uh, Davis Rankin, go ahead with your question. Uh, if you know, what's the smallest uh, dog you have um by breed and what's the largest dog you have oh goodness well right now we're housing about three great danes so as you know great danes they're really big dogs and our, our kills are pretty big but i wouldn't say they're big enough to be comfortable for them you know it can cause a lot of stress and anxiety so if anyone's interested in a really big dog, Great Danes are wonderful. They're very relaxed kind of dogs, very friendly. I've interacted with them, and they are so sweet. 
And as far as our small dogs right now, our puppies. We have a lot of puppies Mm -hmm. here, along with kittens as well, especially right now, you know, during the spring, summer months, that's when we get a lot of these little fur babies. Um, Audrey and I do a video weekly, uh, the pet of the week, and uh, recently we did put out a video showing some of the MVP pets, the ones that have been there longer than uh, most yes. of the other ones. And the the situation that you that that we were trying to highlight was uh, w- with all the stimulus and excitement that happens inside of the facility. When you get them out in the open, they get real friendly and they warm up to you, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that's one thing that that's why we encourage for people to come to our shelters because. You're able to take them out. You're able to interact with them. And they are just so different. They love being outside. I mean, just like us humans, right? I mean, you don't want to be confined to a small area. You know, so they're able to blossom and really show us who they really are. And they're just so loving and so grateful for your affection and intention. But yeah, our MVPs are normally with us more than 400 days, and that's a very long time to be surrounded by, I would say, 80 dogs, you know, and when that happens, all of that anxiety, all of that stress builds because, you know, you're hearing them barking all the time, and you have no idea what they're telling each other. They're probably scared and wondering, where am I? Who are these people? You know, some are owners surrendered. You can only imagine what they're feeling. So it's natural that our MVPs, you know, they tend to develop um, that stress and anxiety inside our shelter. But like I said, we have our wonderful enrichment team that takes them out for one hour every day. And they're able to play in their play groups. They put them together with other dogs that are just as friendly as they are or maybe just as playful as they are. And they thrive outside. And then once we bring them back to their kennels, of course, they, they change, you know, and they become very sad and distressed. And you can see it on their faces. And this is one of the reasons why we want to save as many animals as we can so that they don't experience those type of stresses and anxiety. Palm Valley Animal Society has 1,200 pets at least in their care. And I, I got about 60 seconds here, Audrey. Uh we're sounding the alarm to get some help out there for the damages and to adopt these pets, give them a forever home. How can we do that? So please stop on by, see who we have for for adoption or fostering. Um, also, if you wish to volunteer, please, please email us at volunteer at pbastx.org. We would really appreciate your help. We need all the help that we can get right now. There's $30,000 in damages, and we need to get this done now. So please, please contact us. Where can we call you at, Audrey? Uh, 956-720-4593. Thank you very much. That's Audrey Gonzalez with the Palm Valley Animal Society. Check out pvastx.org. pvastx.org. For more information, we'll be back with more of your 956 Drive Home coming up after this on News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to an encore presentation of the 956 Drive Home on News Talk 710 KURV and KURV.com.
Start your day with news and interviews important to you with the Valley's morning news. Weekday morning starting at 6. Sergio Sanchez and Tim Sullivan bring you the latest headlines and hourly discussions with AccuWeather to get you ready for your day and special guest interviews on topics that affect you and your family. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, good morning, guys. Well, let's now enjoy the show. It's what you need to start your day. The Valley's morning news with Sergio Sanchez and Tim Sullivan. Weekday morning starting at 6 on News Talk 710 KURV. This is an encore presentation of the 956 Drive Home on News Talk 710 KURV and KURV.com. Here's Zach. We're joined by a friend of ours that we haven't seen since football season to talk about something that's not football. It's Major League Baseball. They're looking for some new places to go, and, well, there uh, might be... uh, there might be some places in Texas that they won't go, but joining us now, I can't. Uh, somebody who encompasses all things sports is football. Fred Alfaro. From KWES in Westlaco is football Fred Alfaro. Davis Rankin, I'll pitch to you since this was a story that you had pitched to me. Yeah, uh, I uh, have I've started reading the sports pages and, um, you know, some pretty interesting stuff over the years. And I noticed that uh, some stories about Major League Baseball looking to expand. And uh, we got Major League Baseball in Houston and in Dallas and not San Antonio, San Antonio, Austin. Uh, so I thought Fred would have some insights into what, what they want and where they're likely to go. And then I read this story, which I sent to you and to Fred, uh, some people in San Antonio saying, don't get your hopes up. Don't even try to get a baseball franchise because they're just using us. Fred, what uh, what insights do you have for us? Guys, uh, just picture it. Just picture this, okay? The San Antonio Expos. Let okay. It, let it sit in for a minute. Let it sit in for a minute. You know, San Antonio Expos. It has a ring to it, doesn't it? It does. I, I think so. It, it's never going to happen, but but it's 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 good <laughs> to know that it could be a, it could be a name. I, I'm a big fan, or was a big fan growing up of the Expos back when they were in Montreal. I love their their logo. And I always wanted to have a Montreal Expo cap, but back then uh, we never had some money, extra money. My parents at least didn't to buy me a Major League Baseball cap. So, you know, I got it eventually as an adult. But, but you know, growing up, you, you kind of look at that. But, yeah, San Antonio is one of the teams that is being rumored to be in the running. Um, the, the problem with that, guys, is they would be direct competitors to the big boys, which would be the Rangers and the Astros. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's hard to compete. It's like, like saying, hey, there's a football team coming to Arlington. Well, you're going to have to compete with that giant right there in, in, in Dallas if, if you're going into the NFL. So there's, there are some good names out there. Now, I guess we could divide it in possibilities, names that the, uh, that the MLB, the Major League Baseball you know, program, has identified, and then some that are dreaming like San Antonio. Uh, there's some, I believe Mexico City has a real chance. Yeah. Of, of of looking at it. Mexico City is one of the big ones. I think Portland. Portland, just because of the money and the people that are behind them, 
has an opportunity. Yeah, again, you're up in the upper, you know, the upper west there, and you would have some competitive, you know, competitors. But, but still, they, they, that would be that would be nice to to see. Um, a big one, I think. This is pretty much this is pretty much set already. They haven't announced it, but I think it's set. Is Las Vegas? That just makes sense, right? Oh yeah. yeah well, the, one of the yeah, teams bought the, land there yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, the uh, the A's. Who, by the way, and this is sad to say, but it happens. The A's, when they play baseball, that are in in Anaheim slash, you know, Oakland, wherever they might play now their games, their 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 uh, attendance is uh, is terrible. It's I'll be honest with you. Some some uh, high school foot uh, baseball games uh, in 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 the state of Texas draw more of a crowd than the major league wow. Oakland A's do. I mean, that's how baseball big is in Texas, but at the same time tells you how they're struggling so they, they're thinking of you know moving they're thinking of buying some land i think that's a natural move between oakland and las vegas you know they're on the west coast you wouldn't have to change them from anywhere you would stay in the division you know time doesn't change much that kind of stuff it makes sense but another intriguing one is nashville nashville, nashville. Is, is a city that is yeah is growing and it's popular I mean, Joining I us on 710-KURV is uh, football Fred Alfaro. We're talking about MLB expansions and where they could possibly go. Another question that Davis had brought up um, off the air was, what about the pool of talent and spreading that thin? Do we have enough talent for, the, for, for an expansion? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you would, you, would have to, you would have to share you know, some of the talent you know, you have plenty of talent in the minor leagues, for sure. You, that's, you know, is it developed? Not quite yet. So the level of baseball maybe you'll see early on is a bunch of younger players that eventually will get better. But look, look at the perfect example is, is the team that you listen to here on, on, on 710 or the Astros, right? They've done it where they've gotten a bunch of young players, developed them, and look at them now. So a lot of these young teams that might benefit from a city, an expansion city, you know, might take the same blueprint, hire the same people that the Astros have, and, hey, let's, let's make a championship team here in Portland, you know, and, and, and follow that same footprint. Uh, you know, so I, 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 it's possible, but, you know, it's, it, you have guys that are locked up for so many years, the major league stars, you know, with their contracts, that it's mm -hmm. almost impossible for them to leave. Uh, here's a question for Fred. Uh, what is it that what is it that they look for? Because if you look at San, the San Antonio Austin metro area, and I may be totally full of baloney about this, but you put a ballpark in between Austin and San Antonio at 281. It seems to me, with the right highway infrastructure, it's uh, it would make sense. But um, uh, it must not be that simple. Um, what do you think they want? Yeah, I mean, think about think about San Antonio is probably the, look. The San Antonio is a small market area compared to other areas. Now, they, everybody knows them because of the Spurs, and they're one of the only major league cities who doesn't have a, another pro team there. Yeah. So they would benefit from that. But again, we go back to that trying to to you know you might have some some players come and and it's a, it would be the only game in town, just like the Spurs are. But again, how do you get out of the shadows of, of, of the Rangers, not even to mention the Astros, who have been champs already a couple of times? That's the difficult part of it. You're going to have, it's an uphill, uphill battle 
to get the get the fans and split the fans and all that kind of stuff. Diehard Astro fans, there's no way they're going to go to to San Antonio unless they live in San yeah. Antonio. You know that makes sense. But but yeah, it's it's, gonna, it's a tough road to handle. Uh, but you know it's going to be interesting to see how how everybody else handles it. it Here, I thought it was interesting to see because I don't. Well, it, how do I frame this in a way? So if it's hard enough to support the hometown team when right. you already know that there's one dominant team and there's nothing that's going to, you know, for the, between the, say, the Astros and the Texans. And, sorry, the, the Rangers, right. I should say. And uh, <laughs> that was a 40 inch slip with the Cowboys and the Texans. But like, there's one team that's right. more dominant than the other and you already have morale down like, man, we suck again. But now you're mm-hmm. going to have two teams in Texas that are going to be like that. Or, I mean, we could just be an embarrassment that we're a big state, one of the biggest states in the union. We've got three baseball teams, and they're all poor. Yeah. You see what I mean? There's so many things that can they can fluctuate. By the way, I will tell you a positive thing about San Antonio is their minor league team, the missions, and they have other, other uh, smaller teams. Corpus Christi is another one that feeds into San Antonio. Those, those teams there are very successful. So, so they have the gene pool, if you would, right? Or they have the, yeah. the, the pool of athletes that they can use. Problem is, can you develop them quickly? If people are, are people going to be patient, you know, to have a championship team? All that kind of they, – they're used to being winners there with the Spurs. Now now they're struggling and people are turning on them. What's going to happen with that young team? So, yeah, what well, to think about? I read that uh, they want to put a, put a park uh, – downtown san antonio for the missions and i don't know who they are i obviously don't know much about yeah. this but i thought that was a although downtown san antonio <clears throat> is a traffic nightmare but i guess that it makes sense for the tourist trade right yeah the, yeah it makes a lot of sense the, the missions are, are a successful team and and where they play baseball they they do well and they they attract a good crowd of people they 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 know they know how to how to market the the mission so, so it's just a matter of, of getting better facilities and people will show up. You know, they're showing yeah. up now. And, and so you, you make something nice, somewhere people are comfortable or like to show up. You've got something and maybe, just maybe, that'll attract the attention of Major League Baseball. All right, Fred. Well, we'll see what happens. Thanks a lot for the, the breakdown. That's football Fred Alfaro from KWES, our 710K URV official sports correspondent, joining us on your 956 drive home. You're listening to an encore presentation of the 956 Drive Home on News Talk 710 KURV and KURV.com. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids to running errands, your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURV. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURV. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. 
It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV.